I'm Juwita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. It's the best of times and the worst of times. I'm talking, of course, about tax season. As winter melts into spring, Canadians from coast to coast start to gather their T4s, apply for government deductions, and race to meet the April 30th income tax filing deadline. It can get stressful. But there is a silver lining. It's an opportunity to apply for government tax credits, especially if you have a disability. In recognition of the impact of living with a disability, the Government of Canada has several programs designed to reduce the tax burden on Canadians with disabilities. But even the great Albert Einstein once admitted, the hardest thing to understand in the world is the income tax. So, with that in mind, today we discuss the disability tax credit. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. I'm Joita Gupta and I'm joining you today from the Accessible Media Studios in downtown Toronto. We're talking in preparation for tax season about the disability tax credit and my guest today is Gurpreet Plaha who is a Canada Revenue Agency spokesperson. Gurpreet, hello and welcome to The Pulse. It's really great to have you on the program. Hi Joita and it's a pleasure to be here today as well. Tell me a little bit about the disability tax credit. For those of us who haven't heard about it before, what exactly is it? So disability tax credit, um, commonly known as DTC, it, it is a non-refundable tax credit that people with uh, physical or mental impairments or their supporting family members can claim to reduce their tax liability. Um, so in simple terms, the non-refundable tax credit is like a, a coupon or a gift card that you can use to reduce the amount that you have to pay. So it, it works to the same mechanism um, and then it reduces your tax liability, but it doesn't have any cash value. So who, or, or I should say, what kinds of disabilities would you say are eligible for the disability tax credit? Right. So there are about nine categories uh, that are eligible for disability tax credit. And these are uh, walking, uh, mental functions, hearing, feeding, eliminating, vision, and uh, speaking as well, and also life-sustaining therapies as well. Uh, they, if they, and all of these disabilities are eligible to be claimed uh, for disability tax credit. And if a person who is claiming the disability tax credit is can't use the entire amount or not use the amount at all because they're making low or no income, mm -hmm. they do have an option to transfer it to one of their family members as well. Mm -hmm. Let me pick up on that a little bit. So if you uh, does the disability tax credit also apply to children or people under the age of 18? Absolutely, it does. So disability tax credit can be claimed for people over the age of 18 and under 18 as well. The amount that's eligible, uh, that they can claim uh, for individuals over the age of 18 is a little over $8,800 uh, for this 2022 tax year. And if you are someone who is under the age of 18, you get an additional five grand on top of that as well. So basically, uh, you could claim for individuals under the 18 to 
$14,000 in disability tax credits. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're under the age of 18, presumably you're not working and don't have income tax to pay, uh, your parents would be able to use that, uh, that deduction. Is that correct? Abs- that is correct. So you could transfer it to your parents as well. Right. Now, parents also are entitled to things like the child tax benefit. Is eligibility for the child tax benefit in any way affected if you claim uh, the disability tax credit on behalf of your child? If you are claiming disability tax credit, it does not impact uh, any other benefits such as your child tax benefit that you are actually referring to. Uh, So it does not impact any other benefits. Oh, that's good to know. I think a lot of parents would be relieved to hear that. Um, If you look at the other end of the spectrum, though, uh, again, if someone is over the age of 65, are they still eligible for the disability tax credit? Because, you know, they get other things. They get CPP, OAS and all kinds of things. Are they still entitled to get the disability tax credit? Uh, So if you are over the age of uh, 65, there are other benefits that government offers like CPP disability benefits and also the old age security as well. So you could continue to claim uh, the disability tax credit as long as you're eligible for it. There are some cases where we you would have to renew your, uh, the, the application does expire, and then we would have to renew and see if you're, just, if you're still eligible to claim that credit, you can continue claiming that. Mm, that's interesting because my mom applied for the disability tax credit for me. I'm not 65, a uh, thing, I've got a ways to go. Uh, but if, if she claimed it about, I want to say 10 to 10 to 15 years ago now, and it's nev- I've never had to renew it. So uh, under what circumstances would you say someone needs to renew their eligibility for the disability tax credit? Uh, so if their conditions improve over time with uh, therapy or medication or some or there are some changes, so that is a time when someone has to renew their uh, disability to, uh, uh, disability application with us. But if it is something continues, then uh, you never have to renew uh, the disability tax credit. Gurpreet, you made me very happy. <laughs> I'm glad to hear I don't have to do more paperwork. Uh, I just want to pick up on the, uh, go back to the 65 plus argument. Uh, you mentioned when we were talking about kids under the age of 18, that parents could take the disability tax credit uh, because their kids don't have an income uh, or don't have to file income tax for that matter. Uh, But if you're over the age of 65 and you no longer work, you're retired, uh, is it possible for you to um, allow a family member to claim the the deduction on your behalf or because, you know, it could just be any family member or are there stipulations that the family member who is claiming the deduction has to be a caregiver for you or something like that? Um, so there are two, two things. There's a disability tax credit that you could transfer to a family member. And there's also a kind of a caregiver amount as well that can be claimed by individuals who are taking care of an eligible dependent, right? So disability tax credit, yes, you can transfer. And also the Canada caregiver amount is also something that you can claim for anyone. Actually, it doesn't have to be a family member. So it could be, uh, sorry, it doesn't have to be immediate family member. So anything that you're caring for your child, grandchild, parent, your brother, sister, nephew, or uh, nieces, that you can claim the caregiver amount um, on your income tax return as well. Mm. You've mentioned a couple of other programs, and I'm going to get to them in a minute, but I should have asked this earlier, but I'm going to ask you now, how does someone go about applying for the disability tax credit? What do you need to do? So the, you can apply the for the DTC through digital means as well. Uh, when using the digital uh, application, you first need to uh, ask your medical practitioner to fi- 
fill in the part B of the form. The form is called T2201, and it is available on our website to access. It's in PDF and fillable PDF form, but digital, uh, you, digital application, your medical practitioner can access it online and they can fill the part B and sign it, certify it, and then give it back to you where then you will fill the part A, which is your information, very simplified um, way to fill in your information. And also, if you want to uh, authorize someone to speak on your behalf, or if you want to transfer that amount to someone, uh, you can also add that information in part A, fill that application. And if you have access to CRA's online account, which is called My Account for Individuals, it actually makes it really easy to file, uh, file the application that way. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a medical practitioner, and I'm going to ask you, because I suspect this would be the case for any uh, medical documentation that we would have to submit to the CRA, who exactly is a medical trend, uh, practitioner for the purposes of applying for the DTC? Does it have to be a specialist? Can it be a family doctor? If you don't have a family doctor, as many people don't, can you get a doctor at a walk-in clinic to fill this out for you? Uh, so yeah, so medical practitioners, generally the doctors would qualify in, in a bigger umbrella that covers uh, most of the disabilities. But for example, if it is a specific uh, related to um, hearing, vision, or you know, a, a speech, and then a pathologist, audiologist can help you um, de- make that certification on your Part B of the form as well. So it does depend, but general doctors or medical practitioners, they do cover a bigger umbrella for these um, for these disability tax credits. Mm-hmm. And let's say we get our doctors to fill out the form, and we fill out Part A. We put it, submit it to you digitally. How long is it before we hear back, one way or the other, about whether we got the disability tax credit or not? Right. So generally, it, the time frame is eight weeks to process the application, provided that all the information is complete and correct and we do not require additional information. Now, if there's something that's missing and we need more information from either from your uh, doctor or yourself, we would connect with you, and but it will delay the uh, the application review process as well. So whenever you're filing, just make sure everything is uh Filled all there's no missing information the forms are filled correctly and file as soon as possible mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might be wondering oh geez you know I think I might have been eligible for this disability tax credit but I've never heard about it before is it possible to apply retroactively like can you go back and ask for the credit if you were eligible say for the last five years or 10 years or last 20 years Uh, There is a mechanism to apply the disability tax credit to previous years as well. So you could go back up to 10 years, but your doctors have to certify that the condition existed in the previous years. So when you are filling in the forms, your doctor would just have to uh, put in the date since the condition started and you can go those those many years back up to the 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. I mean, there might be someone who will be very happy because they'll get, I don't know, several thousand dollars in one shot because they got the disability tax credit. Um, if uh, if someone uh, is denied the disability cra- tax credit and they feel that they should not have been denied, what kind of an appeals process exists? Uh, so if your application is denied, we will issue you a notice of determination that would explain the reasons why the uh, application was denied. And if you're not satisfied with the reasons, you can give us a call um, and ask questions or clarifications on that. And then if that doesn't help or your 
medical information changes or you didn't provide any medical some medical information on the form it's missing you can uh, provide us with the new updated medical reports or a letter from your medical practitioner and we could review we would review it again and then make the determination based on that information mm-hmm. um it's now, you know, about two months away from April 30th, 2023. That's the deadline by which people have to file their income tax. If someone were to, I don't know, apply today for the disability tax credit, do you think they'd get a decision back by uh, in time to file their income tax and avail themselves of this credit? Uh, that'll be something hard to say, but you should apply for a disability <laughs> tax credit as soon as possible, anytime mm. during the year, right? So the the sooner it is, the better. Uh, the better the chances that it will be, you know, included within your tax return for this year. Now, I did say that it takes about eight weeks to complete the review of the uh, application, and now that's provided. All the information is there; nothing is missing. So we we're still uh, we're cutting close to March and April. So uh, I would say if, you, if you're if you thinking of applying for the uh, disability tax credit, do it as soon as possible, but don't wait to file your return to uh, for the application to happen. Because if you don't file your income tax return on file, there are other government benefits that could that could be stopped or delayed because we haven't received your uh, income tax return, such as your GST tax credit or your Canada child benefit that you might be depending on, right? So those are the benefits Mm -hmm. that would be delayed if you don't file your income taxes on time. So Mm -hmm. um, I would say just file for disability tax credit application as soon as possible, but don't delay filing your income tax return. Mm-hmm. Don't just wait and see. Let's see if I get a decision back on the DTC and then wait to file. Otherwise, you could miss out on some of those other benefits. Let's talk about a few of those other benefits. Earlier in our conversation, you mentioned a benefit for caregivers. Could you expand a little bit on what that benefit is and who is in, who is eligible? So it, it is the Canada caregiver amount that I was referring to. So it is also mm-hmm. a non-refundable tax credit. Uh, so the Canada, uh, it's it's the credit for those uh, who support. Uh, a spouse or a common law partner or a dependent with uh, some any kind of disability, right? And and the credit can also be claimed uh, for a child, a grandchild, a parent, grandfather, your brother, sister, uncle, aunt, nieces or nephews. So it does ha- expand to uh, you know extended family as well. Um, so and. and when an individual is considered dependent on someone for support, like if they rely on, you know, uh, regularly for, um, you know, provide them with some basic necessities of life, such as, you know, food, shelter, or clothing, they they would be eligible to claim that caregiver amount. Uh, now, the we could ask you for a, a signed statement of uh, for the individual from a medical practitioner, showing that there is an impairment and they need uh, they need some care from you. So, but you don't. Uh, if you are already approved for a disability tax credit, then you don't need to provide any additional documentation to be eligible for that. Right. So, just so I'm clear, if someone is uh, has applied for and has been approved for the disability tax credit, then their caregiver can apply for this caregiver benefit automatically. They don't have to do anything. Right. That is correct. If the if, so, there is also a mechanism on the form to list that caregiver, uh, so that they can transfer this amount as well, or mm-hmm. they can claim that amount as well. Uh, so that is something that we could check, cross check as well. So mm-hmm. if they are, are they are listed to be, uh, you know, claiming that. 
And and what if someone has not applied for the disability tax credit? Or you can get into situations where maybe someone isn't eligible for the disability tax credit because you don't meet the eligibility criteria, but you're still very sick and you have someone, a family member taking care of you. I mean, I'm sure you get those the odd situation here or there. What happens in that scenario where uh, a person is not eligible for the disability tax credit, but their caregiver might want to apply for the caregiver benefit? Right. So in those scenarios, I, all we need is a letter uh, from the medical practitioner, uh, just showing that when the what kind of impairment it is and when it started and what is the duration of the uh, of the impairment and how long it's expected to be so that uh, we can determine the eligibility for that individual to claim that caregiver amount. Mm-hmm. That's really great. And how long does that kind of a, how long does a decision take on that? And is there an appeals process if they get turned down? Um, so there is appeals process for everything that is on your income tax mm-hmm. return. So once you receive a notice of assessment, and, and if you don't agree with uh, agree with the amounts or the assessments that is assessed, you do have the right to ob- file for an objection and get asked for more explanation um, as well. The reasons why we disallowed or why we denied this uh, this credit. Maybe it's we needed more information on that, or maybe something was missing. So once you have that, you can uh, act, uh, you know, provide that information accordingly. Mm-hmm. You've also talked about, and I wanted to get your uh, to get your expert opinion on this: the CPP Disability Program. We've got a few minutes left. Tell us a little. Tell me a little bit about what that is, actually. Uh, so CPP uh, disability benefit is uh, is for people over the uh, like for it, for the uh, 65, um, and it is in addition to that one like in addition to the CPP benefit, one could actually receive the uh, GIC supplement as well, which is the monthly payment for a low income um, old age security pensioners as well. And then old age security is something uh, that they could get if you are uh, 65 and older. Mm-hmm. And so is this a way to access the CPP program early? Because I know of a lot of people who are 62, 63, um, and they want to uh, maybe retire early or they're forced to retire early because of sickness and acute health conditions. Uh, Is that a scenario where the CPP disability credit would kick in? There are are some mechanisms if you are uh, eligible for CPP and then early uh, you want to tap into those... uh, uh, to those savings or to those CPP pensions. Um, however, there's also another mechanism, which is RDSP, that also could come into handy uh, as well to provide you with some financial security as well. Yeah, the RDSP is a really big thing. I'll try and get to it today. Otherwise, we might have to bring somebody back to talk about it in detail. Uh, we talked a lot about people over the age of 65, but I just want to go back. We we talked a little bit, Gurpreet, about children, and you mentioned that uh, children can also apply for and receive the disability tax uh, credit. And of course, there are other benefits for children as well. The, chan- the the child tax benefit is one that we all know about. If someone has a child with a disability, are there other government programs outside of the DTC that parents might be able to apply for? All right. So in addition to the disability tax credit, there is child disability benefit as well that's available to the families who care for children under the 18 and are eligible for disability tax credit. It is a tax-free payment and you could get up to um, a little over $2,900 annually. And it, if you're already receiving the Canada's child benefit for that child, you don't really, uh, you don't need to apply for this uh 
uh, this uh, disability benefit, you'll get it automatically. Now, the child benefit, it is paid monthly uh, to the person who receives the, the Canada child benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good to know. The one other thing I've been reading about, uh, I, I should ask you before I go, like the usual questions, if you want to apply for all these benefits uh, that you've just outlined, again, you you would, what forms do you need to fill out on the CRA website? And I'm assuming you'll need a doctor to sign off on them as well, correct? Uh, for for the, uh, if you are, so, so if you're receiving the disability tax credit and you're also yeah. receiving the, and the child is under the age of 18, so you'll, yeah. it'll automatically apply to, oh, okay. yeah, so there's, uh, there's not really an application process. So if you okay, are, <laughs> if you're receiving the child, the Canada child benefit and you're receiving the DTC, you could automatically be eligible for the, uh, for this benefit. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to clarify because, you know, I always think, okay, more benefits equals more paperwork, you know, <laughs> so I'm glad I was able to dodge that bullet. Um, I want to ask you in the minute or two that we have left, I've read a lot about uh, government programs that provide tax deductions and rebates um, and credits and all kinds of things uh, for people who engage in home renovations to allow a, a person with a disability to live at home. So uh, what kinds of programs exist to support um, people with disabilities living independently in their communities? Um, and you know, what's the process to apply for some of these? Right. So uh, there are other benefits uh, in addition to the DTC that we're talking about today. So home accessibility tax credit, as you mentioned, is is something that comes to mind that, uh, you know, uh, people over the age of 65 or someone who's actually eligible for DTC can also claim for this amount. The expense amount is up to $20,000 if you use that amount to renovate your house or a place, a place where you live in to, to so that it's more accessible to your needs, you could claim up to $20,000 in expenses for that credit. And all you have to do is apply for that credit on your income tax return when you are filing your income taxes. That's that's basically it. But hang on to your receipts in case we come back and ask you for supporting document, documentation for those expenses, just make sure that you have them all organized and ready. Uh, in addition to that, there is also some medical expenses that people can claim as well to offset the tax liability. Uh, that is something also available. And the other benefits um, in addition to that would be um, uh, the GST or HST tax credit that they could be eligible. So they all, you don't need an extra application. All of this mm -hmm. is with the mechanism of filing your income taxes on time. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So really important to get that income tax filed on time. Gurpreet, if we want to follow up on any of what you've said and we want to read up more about some of the, the disability tax credits and some of the other benefits that you've outlined, where do we go? So our website is a pretty good source to get all this information on this. We have a page dedicated to the benefits that lists all the benefits that one actually all kind of benefits that anybody could could get from the government, either like mostly federal, but there could be some provincial benefits that are also you could be eligible for depending on the province that you live in. Uh, you can always give us a call as well if you need more information. Our call centers are open Monday to Friday, 8 to 8 and Saturdays 9 to 5 as well. Um, and if you are actually looking for a more personalized information, CRA's online account is a great source of information that you could be looking at. 
for example, if you want to know when is your benefits coming there, we have a dates list, list listed there as well. And if you want to update any information, that is also possible through the CRA's online account. Mm. Gurpreet, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. This has to be the most fulsome explanation of the disability tax credit I have ever had. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to me today. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Gurpreet Plaha is a spokesperson for the Canada Revenue Agency, and we talked about some of the benefits that people with disabilities are entitled to, and we did a deep dive into the disability tax credit. I know the other thing that people have a lot of questions about is the RDSP program, and I will try and bring somebody on from the CRA to talk about that as well, because it is an excellent program. If you're eligible and you're able to open an RDSP account, it can make a huge difference to the ability of a person with a disability to save for the future. But we'll have to have that conversation in future. That's about as much time as we have for today. If you have any questions or feedback, you can write to us at feedback at ami.ca. You can find us on Twitter at AMI-audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Joeta Gupta. Give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. Feel free to leave a voicemail there and to give your permission to play the audio on the program. As I said, we've got to wrap up, but I hope everyone does well with their taxes and don't get too stressed out about it. And I will try my best to bring somebody on to talk about the RDSP program as well, hopefully in a show in the near future. Our videographer today has been Ted Cooper. Mark Aflalo is our technical producer. Ryan Delahanty is the coordinator for podcasts at AMI-audio. Andy Frank is the manager here at AMI-audio. And I've been your host, Joita Gupta. Thanks for listening. <laughs>